This week on Inside Motorsport, we look back at the European Formula One Grand Prix and also the Shannon's Nationals at Winton. I hope you stay with us. First up to Winton, where the weather was completely different to what we saw at the Formula One at Valencia. And Lachlan Mansell joins us on the line, the voice of Winton. And Lachlan, it is a, an interesting weekend for the Shannon's National Series. Yeah, it was a very interesting weekend at Winton uh, for round number three, the Shannon's National Motor Racing Championships. We had a good assortment of different national motor racing series, including the second round of the Australian Swift Sport Series, the Radical Australia Cup, the Saloon Cars, and also the Commodore Cup Endurance Challenge round three of the Commodore Cup National Series. The Commodore Cup, of course, uh, well known to motorsport fans because it's got its long links to Australian touring car racing, and the numbers just seem to keep building on that class. Well, it was a very strong weekend down at Winton for the category with the twin driver enduro format and the reason that it was the highest profile category on the program was because a number of drivers in the Fujitsu V8 supercar series and in fact uh, Steve Owen from the main game V8 supercar championship both uh, took part and paired up with the series regulars so it was a, a quality field but uh, in the end it wasn't uh, one of the teams supported by the V8 supercar or Fujitsu series drivers that won because Adam Beachy and Dean Croswell the two Tasmanian drivers paired up to take victory in their Donut King Commodore. Certainly, uh, the are two competitors that have uh, been in and around the sport for a long time. Well, Adam Beachy's the reigning champion in the Commodore Cup National Series and he just keeps performing. It was his ninth consecutive podium finish in the Commodore Cup Series and Dean Croswell would drive with vast experience in all different types of categories doing well too. Wasn't without controversy. Steve Owen actually made contact with Adam Beachy's car on the final lap of the second of the 45-minute Commodore Cup races, but Owen was actually penalised for that incident in the car that he was sharing with Jeff Emery, and uh, that relegated them to fourth position in that race. So uh, in second place overall for the weekend, we had the car of Ross McGregor and Drew Russell with uh, Matt Hayes and Christian DeGoston routing out the podium finishes for the Commodore Cup. Now, the Australian Swift Racing Series is an, a new category really for the Shannons Nationals and for Australian motorsport, and a lot of young drivers are trying to cut their teeth in a series like this. That's exactly right. So it's a one-make series for Suzuki Swift hatchbacks. Fairly modest numbers for the second round of the series down at Winton, but lots of young drivers, particularly coming up through go-karts and looking to move into tin-top racing and taking part. But the round was taken out by Jesse Dixon, who's had some experience in open wheel racing overseas as well. And uh, he took victory ahead of Rex McCutcheon, uh, a New Zealand driver who's come across to Australia, with Alan Jarvis finishing in third position for the Swifts. Now McCutcheon still leads the series even after that second place result. Yeah, well, he and Jesse Dixon actually ended up tied on points for the weekend, but the round win went to Jesse Dixon by virtue of the fact that he finished higher in the final race of the weekend. But you are right, McCutcheon leads the series. He has had experience in the Swifts over in New Zealand as well.
It's interesting that we see a, a category like this firing back up. Australia has had a number of one-make series, and the most recent of which that hasn't succeeded was the Minis when they lost their factory backing. It's uh, always a tough road when you do go down a one-make series path, isn't it? It is, and we've seen what happened with the mini series that hung around in Australia for a couple of years, but ultimately they just weren't able to attract the number of entries to make it financially feasible. And with the Swifts at the moment, they are struggling for entries. We had eight entries at Winton on the weekend, but I think if it's promoted properly, it does have the potential to attract a lot more competitors because it is a very affordable series. And the other good thing about it as well is that all the cars are absolutely equal. So it comes down to driver ability rather than who has the biggest checkbook to uh, best prep their race car. Mm, yeah, it is an interesting one because it's, a, I think, about $45,000 to buy a brand-new Suzuki Swift uh, and then you can go racing in it. But another one-make series, well, I'm not really sure if the Radicals are a one-make series or not because some of them do look a little bit different. It is a one-make series for the Radical SR3 racing cars, and even though there is a wide variety of paint schemes, the cars are all identical in terms of their mechanical features. But good racing in the Radicals throughout the weekend, but in the end it was Peter Opie who took a clean sweep. He won the two sprint races on the Saturday and also took out the 50-minute endurance race on the Sunday. The hard luck story, Tim Berryman and... Jonathan Miles, they were right in contention all throughout the weekend, but uh, in the 50-minute race, Miles was challenging Peter Opie for the race lead, but spun off the circuit and ultimately finished outside the top 10. Mm. Well, Lockie, it's uh, an interesting series, isn't it? And the Radical Series has come into Australia where they're uh, an open-top racing car and of course uh, we've seen uh, companies like Greg Murphy Motorsport getting on board and becoming distributors of these cars in Victoria and uh, a lot of people are becoming very interested in this style of racing. I think one of the good things about the Radical series is that rather than running it straight up as, as a national series it started off at a state level with the Radical Clubman Cup in New South Wales, and then once they had enough competitor interest, they then decided to expand it to a national racing category. And so far this season, the numbers have been fairly strong in the two rounds that we've had so far. So I can definitely see the series expanding, probably a series that's more targeted at amateur racing drivers, um, such as business owners, for example, who are recreational racers rather than young up-and-coming drivers. Well, Laurie, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you and look forward to speaking with you again on Inside Motorsport. Thanks very much, Craig. And now to Valencia, where we've seen Sebastian Vettel take out the European Formula One Grand Prix. And for his troubles, he's never been lower than second on the podium this season, which is a new record for Formula One. First, and for the sixth time this season, Red Bull Racing Sebastian Vettel. Second for Scuderia Ferrari Marlborough, Fernando Alonso. And third, also for Red Bull Racing, Mark Webber. Sebastian, another win. You described it on the team radio as better than anything you can imagine. Why do you rate this win so highly? Why were you feeling so high after the victory? Yeah, I mean, maybe from the outside, you know, I don't know how much there was happening in the Grand Prix, but uh, maybe from the outside, uh, at least for myself, you know, it looked like a boring race, but 
I tell you, I enjoy it so much when you when it's between you and the car every single lap. And of course, I had some pressure from behind at various times because uh, you know the strategy was a little bit different from Mark and from Fernando. So sometimes they were pitting earlier, sometimes later. And yeah, even though I had a gap before the stop, I came out of the of the garage and uh, still, you know. And they were very or quite close again. So, again, pushing hard, but judging the tires, trying to you know, uh, f yeah, imagine what the end of the stint could be like, trying to foresee the strategy and every single lap between you and the car, as I said. And uh, yeah, for some reason, I enjoyed this track. Last year, I had a, a very smooth weekend, and again this year, from beginning to the end, I mean, fantastic. The team has done a phenomenal job preparing the car, and uh, you know it. Even though we come here every year and we say, mm, this might be tricky because this track maybe is not made for us 100% uh, with no real fast corners, but still we managed to put everything together and uh, faultless this weekend. So um, I'm very happy with the result, obviously. Fernando, for some laps, it was just you and your Ferrari car. For many laps, though, it was you, your car and Mark Webber very close on the track. A great battle with Mark that you had. Yeah, it was, uh, I think, interesting race for the fans, for the for the people on TV to see the fight with, with Weber um, all the race through. I think uh, at the beginning of the race I was behind him trying to, to be not too far and try to, to have the benefit in the pit stop and have the opportunity to overtake him. He came the opportunity later on in the middle of the race but on the track, not on the pit. So I overtook him on the, on the, on the breaking for 10-12. On the pit, they did a good job again and uh, overtook us. And then in the last pit stop, I think the team did a very good strategy, uh, keeping the, the car out with the soft tires for a couple of laps longer than, than the Red Bull. And, uh, you know, the car performed really well and we, we overtook him finally on the stop. So quite a bit of uh, changing positions uh, between Mark and me. And at the end, uh, I think uh, the second place is the maximum we can half in these days uh, so being here between the Red Bull cars I think is a, it's a great achievement from the from the team Monaco was was very good performance all weekend we finished second Canada was very good performance we didn't score any point there and here again very good weekend in terms of performance Felipe and me and now both cars in the top five it's a great team result so definitely moving in the right direction we need to keep working and being closer to to these guys uh, in the next one hopefully Mark, Fernando mentioned the change of positions at the pit stops. You received an apology on the, the team radio. Is that because the team believed that really you should have finished second to Sebastian today? Um, I think we should have, but uh, in the end we didn't. Uh, it was a good race with Fernando. Um, I think it was probably my best race of the year, to be honest, uh, up until uh, the last pit stop. It was uh, quite close with all three of us. Um, obviously, we're trying to go as fast as possible, but manage the tyres at the same time. It's always the same these days. So... Um, I was very, very happy with how the race was going until the last uh, stop, and it was my fault, basically. It's not the teams um, I elected to. I was worried about Fernando coming underneath me around the stops, um, and it was not really known how the, the, the medium tyre would perform on the outlap. For sure, it's not as good as a soft, but is it better than an old soft? That was the, the risk that I decided to take. So. Uh, I lost out. Fernando stayed out for a few more laps. Also, I came out behind a little bit of traffic. So, uh, my fault to get second today. Uh, missed second today. And um, Fernando drove a good race. Well, I just say all three of us were nip and tuck all the way to the end. And then at the end, the gearbox was playing up. We had um, the back right off and, uh, you know, obviously we had a massive gap to McLaren. They were um, one sector behind at least, if not two. So uh, we could cruise to the end and look after the gearbox. My thanks to Lachlan Mansell as we wrap up another week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.